Welcome to I'm Not 20 Anymore, the podcast for women 30 plus. This is the place to gather the info you need to know, need to learn, and need to grow. Welcome to episode 28 of I'm Not 20 Anymore, and I am your host, Shakira. I'm so excited to speak with you because I have not uh, published a podcast recently, or episode rather, but today we are talking about that struggle about that struggle hashtag about that struggle okay um just a little bit about the struggle you know you hear that all the time like oh the struggle the struggle for hair the struggle for working the struggle for just anything and but i want to talk a little bit about what is the struggle and do everybody have the struggle or is it just you or your circle or your family or who, what you know? Uh, so let's talk about it. Stay tuned. Welcome back to I'm Not 20 Anymore and I'm your host, Shakira. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. This podcast is really dear and near to my heart. As everyone knows, if you're just joining, thank you for listening. Uh, please share with your family and friends. And if you've been tuning in, thank you for continuing to listen. I really, really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your ear. And I hope you get something out of I'm Not 20 Anymore. So let's dive into it today, guys. Um, I want to talk about, about that struggle, hashtag about that struggle. I was having a a conversation with the, one of my sisters and we were talking about just growing up and getting past the college stage, high school stage, college stage. Um, and you hope to have made this certain amount of money. If you have the opportunity to go to college or made a decision to go to college, because sometimes it can be an opportunity and sometimes it depends who you are. (laughs) It depends who you know. Uh, I I said the other day that I kind of wish I never went to college. And I know for some people, it may be like, why would you say such a thing? But for me, I felt like if, if I didn't become an attorney or a doctor or was going to get my PhD and, you know, a, a doctor or attorney of some sort, then it would be really difficult to actually pay back all these student loans that I own. Um, and I know some people had a ride, whether it was athletic or um, academic. Unfortunately, I wasn't uh, blessed with having an academic or athletic scholarship because, hey, um, and let's face it, although I am 5'9 in height, <laughs> the coordination skills didn't work too well. Maybe I just wasn't blessed in that area and God had see fit for something else. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, I did not, I, I ultimately had to have student loans and with student loans, Um, comes a lot of responsibility and burden at the same time. Um, Shout out to, I can't think of his name right now, but uh, the black CEO that paid for uh, college for the whole class of 2019 at Morehouse University. 
And I was just so in, in, in Atlanta, in Atlanta, Georgia. And I was just so like, wow, couldn't that be my class? You know? Um, but I was so excited a, because, um, I have a cousin or extended family cousin that actually graduated from there and he got, I know he has student loans. Um, I know the family and I know he had some student loans, maybe not a lot, but he has something. And to have that debt wiped out and to graduate knowing that you don't have that debt hanging over your head, that you have to make this certain amount of money. And if you don't pay the student loans back or if you don't uh, start repayment in a certain amount of time, it's going to be all this interest accrued. And it's just, uh, it's a lot to take on after graduating and the crazy part, not crazy part about it, but people graduate every several months. Um, in May, it's a lot of colleges, uh, graduating. And then if you, um, graduate during the winter semester in December, you're graduating and there are a lot of jobs out of there, out there, but they're not always a lot of um, jobs that are willing to take you or what makes you stand out. And I think the competition is really, really big right now. Um, and that's what pushes people to go into becoming an entrepreneur or, you know, learning how to have some type of side hustle or side thing, because it's really difficult getting a job. And so I say that to say when I was in school, um, I, I accrued a lot of debt as far as student loans. And I went back to school twice after college uh, for trade that I could have done directly out of high school, but I just wasn't educated enough to know that there was other things out there. And it was so much pressure to just go to school, just you know, graduate high school and go to college because all my friends went to college. I grew up in a, in a, uh, predominantly Jew, Jewish town. And a lot of students, it was, it was the pressure to go to college because it's like, what else are you going to do? I wasn't prepped for, um, having something else lined up or having a trade to go to. I wasn't prepped in high school and middle school to be able to get a certain amount of scores and testing. I, I honestly, to be honest, I did just enough in high school. I know I could have excelled further, but I just wasn't thinking about the future at all. And I know you may be totally opposite of me in that aspect. Um, but I really, really just wasn't thinking about now, like this 30 plus year old woman, 38 rather pushing 40. I didn't think about today. I only thought about then and just where I was then. And so I never actually thought that I would get to a place now where there's still some of the same cycles of financial woes that come up. And so, um, I say that to say like, here I am over, I probably have about over a hundred thousand in student loans that are like, that are out there. 
And as you can see, I did not become a doctor or a lawyer, which I do have a sibling that's a lawyer and she probably would love for me to have done that. And maybe I should have considered it, but now it's far gone. Um, but because that's the only way I, I was going to see being able to have the finances to pay back student loans. And it's really difficult. And so I got to a place where even in college, it was all about the money. It was all about how I'm going to survive. And, you know, I had an off-campus apartment. I had a car when I first graduated. When I graduated high school, I already had a car. So I had insurance. I had you know, the bills and the debt already had at the beginning stages of life where things just begin. And so the pressure of that, um, just really, you know, affected me to the point where, um, unfortunately I didn't grow up in a household that, um, I had, you know, trust fund money sitting there. Now, um, if you are a trust fund baby, kudos to you. Okay. Like that's what it should be. Um, that, that you're able to have that, but not everyone is fortunate to that, to have that. And sometimes people say, Oh, the struggle, but their struggle and your struggle are totally opposite spectrums of a struggle. They don't know half of what you are going through when you can't sleep at night because you don't know how the, you know, you're trying to make sure you you have enough money to, to get the rent together or you're job hunting and you're spending all day, literally eight to nine hours applying to jobs in what you think is your field and you went to school for it and you're applying and it becomes this full-time job that ultimately becomes, gets to a place of depression (laughs) because you think that you're, you're fully qualified for these roles and you're not. You, you are, but you're not because there's so many people with the same qualifications or their resume looks similar to yours. And so, or you're African-American and your name is automatically booted out the system because, just because, <laughs> um, not because you're not qualified, but because a name like Shakira may not work well with the company. And that is the harsh reality that sometimes that hashtag about the struggle is really about. I remember a time where I did use my middle name, um, which I will not say, (laughs) but it is a versatile middle name. And um, I used my middle name to put on a resume and I used my first initial to just put initial and then my, my middle name and last name. And I tested it out and I got a call right away, right? Like within 24 to 48 hours of me submitting to the same job, I got a call based on the name. And here's something so funny. I get the job and it wasn't a job related to my field of study at all. It was just like a temp job or office administrative work. And someone calls my middle name (laughs) and I forget that 
my middle name is used and I don't answer. And she calls twice. And by the third time I turn around like, huh, you talking to me? And she's like, is that your name? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's my name. But it was so funny because I, I, I don't go by that name, but I needed to use that name because that's the name that was going to get me a job. And I didn't care what kind of job I had. Well, I cared as long as it was legal, but I didn't care what kind of job because for me, it was all about, I need to make money. I need to pay my rent. I got to pay my insurance. I got to pay, you know, contribute to this. I have this, elect, uh, you know, utility bill and it was just heavy all being 9, 20, 21, 22, you know, avoiding getting parking tickets. I lived in DC and they will boot you in 2.5 seconds. And, um, dealing with that, having to call my family, like embarrassed because I got a boot and I'm trying so hard to live just paying the bare necessities to be able to function. And here it is, I have this degree and the degree doesn't mean anything because I'm still not working in the field and I'm not making the money that I believe that I'm worth. So what do you do? You keep going because you can't stop, but you, you know that you, you should be getting more, but you're not. And you know that another counterpart that I may be another ethnicity could be getting more than you, uh, which that's my next podcast. Um, but you're, you're still trying and it really becomes a struggle hashtag the struggle and it, but everyone doesn't have that struggle. Not every African-American woman goes through the same thing. Not every uh, Caucasian woman goes through the same thing. Everybody's story is different, you know? And, and so I say all that to say during that time, just growing up and being in my twenties, I wasn't thinking that I would get to this time in this space and this place right now where what was 98 point nine nine or you ninety eight thousand and some change turned to one hundred and one thousand and some change because interest rates time has accrued years and and so forth and then you're struggling to still be able to pay and they'll call you up and say yeah the monthly payment is uh six hundred and fifty dollars a month um hello that's like not rent and not a car note, but it's probably a car note and, and insurance and maybe a utility bill. There's like three or four bills that can get paid off of this one student loan. It doesn't make sense. And it's like, you're paying so much just to be educated only to get educated. And now you're not even working in your field. And there is a, a nice percentage of people that actually make it. They, they go to school, they get their degree, they go into their field, they stay there, they love it, they grow, and they don't have to worry about the financial struggles. They may still have some, but it's not as hefty because now you're still doing what you love and making ends meet. But when you're not doing what you love 
and you're just getting a job to get a job only because you have to survive, then things change a little bit. And um, the priorities change and the goals change. And now here it is, you're 30, 30 plus 35 and you're like... I just I I just want to be financially stable. And beyond stable, you want to be beyond your needs met, but you want to exceed that. You want to own property, and I do have friends that own property. And I I I applaud that. I applaud it because I feel like at this point in stage of life, you should be in a financial freedom zone on your way to, you know, you're not retired, but you're climbing up there and you're gaining. And if you do follow that system the right way, you can do that. But if you're a dreamer and you have these personal goals set and you see yourself doing what you truly love and making this money, your path and your story may be totally different. And I have come to to the realization that I embrace that difference. Although knowing, yes, financially, I should be at a better place, but I'm not, and I have to be okay with that. And I have to be okay that I'm not, I, my path is not the path of someone else that I may have, that I know, that I that I grew up with, that I went to school with, that I, you know, speak with, whatever the case may be, um... So hashtag the struggle, you know, the struggle is real. It is real, but on so many different levels, depending upon who you are. And sometimes you, you can talk to someone and their struggle may be getting a promotion at work. And your struggle may be making sure that the rent gets to the, to the landlord on time. And some people can say they've never had that struggle at all. They do not know what it's like to have to pay a bill not on time. They don't know what it's like to not have things automatically readily at their hands, at their fingertips. They don't know what it's like to um, not go out and get the car they want. They don't know what it's like to not go out and get the job that they want. They'd have no clue because it it just worked out for them. And sometimes you wonder like, why is everything working out for this person? But it's not really working out for me. And you have to say, because their story and their path is totally different than mine. And mine might be a little harder. And then I just have to have, to have that conversation with God. Like, okay. So mine is a little what I wasn't expecting at this age, but what are you trying to teach me, God? What do you want me to learn? What do you want me to grow from? What, you know, what do you want my story to tell someone else? Because it's bigger than me. Then I say, this is bigger than me. Um, I also wanted to share that a lot of times there can be a financial stress point, you know, um, and and dealing with financial problems it can be it can be tiresome now me personally i do not have uh anyone else to take care of besides myself and i and do not have a significant other 
So those factors play a role in in it as well as the fact of the, that pressure of having children is a little different from being single. So I'm going to talk to you from my perspective. Um, if Even if you have children or you have a significant other or family or parent or anyone that you may be taking care of, it's still some things that you just have to put in perspective. Hey, you can't stress about it. But if you do and you're worried about retirement and will you have something, you know, will you be working all of your life? Will you have something at the end of in the end of your days where you don't have that physical stamina to be able to work like you like I like you work now in your 20s and your 30s and even your 40s. You want to look back in in your 60s and 70s and say, "Ha, ah, I you know, I have a nesting egg." So I I used to think is it too late to have a nesting egg, you know, at this age if you're not working a job that you've worked for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, but you jump from job to job to job or you move a lot or whatever the situation is, take a second to write down what are your three biggest financial sources of stress so you can know a what to pray for and b um what to keep your focus on you know what to not let go to keep your focus on and then put a a positive spin on it um not getting bogged down you know by the debt that you have because i believe everybody should take a look at their credit report you don't have whether you think you have good credit whether you know you have good credit whether you know there's so much fraud going on and there's a variety of reasons why you just should should just definitely pull your credit report from all three credit bureaus and you get one free a year it it's one free a year from all three credit bureaus you should just take a look at it you want to make sure someone else isn't doing something in your name and and whether you need the credit or not um and also it, it could be better than you think it is but at least you know what you owe, you know who you owe, and then you can see if it's a way for you not to owe them by disputing some things. Again, that's another podcast, but, um, you know, decreasing your debt is important and getting to a place where, um, maybe you can call them up, you know, um, and be realistic about it. That's another thing. Be realistic. Determine what you can do now and what you can't do i used to tell myself i i would never have several different credit cards and i would never you know just get myself in a in a financial bind because i seen what it did to people that i knew family members and so forth but then when i was in college as a freshman or sophomore i believe i was a freshman um we would have all these things on campus and these credit card um, companies would come to the school and they will have you fill, they will say you can get a free t-shirt, you can get a mug if you just fill out this application and not having the education behind what credit was, I was just so blind and 
dumb for lack of better words. Um, I was filling out these applications like water. I had like three credit cards. Okay. Um, and my friends and I were so happy. Like we got approved for these credit cards. I'm about to go shopping and, you know, cause I didn't really have a lot of bills at that time, especially being like 19 and 20. So I would go shopping, go to the mall, put gas in the car, just a variety of dumb stuff. And then I would max it all out. And then I didn't, I was relying upon a um, refund check from my student loans that I should have been putting towards the student loans when I got the refund check because it wasn't extra money to spend. It was more money that I'll have to spend later. But I didn't think about that. I just, it was money. Like, let me spend this money. I'm balling, you know? And it was like, but reality check, um, you're not balling. And you're going to have to pay this back. And you're going to need a job to pay this back. Can you afford the minimum payment? And I just wasn't thinking like that. I maxed all those cards out. And then when it was time to pay, it was like, I don't have a job right now. I'm in between looking for work and um, still a student. So it's important that you consider that, you know, can I pay the minimum balance if I apply for this card, can I pay the minimum balance? Now, I personally feel like you really shouldn't have more than two cards maximum because credit cards is an extension of credit. It is not cash. So I, I look at it as today I have changed my mindset from what I used to have, which was, oh, it's a credit card. You could use it. You could pay back later. And wrong answer. It is an extension of credit. It is a line. It is used solely for the purpose of emergency funds. If you do not have the cash on hand, but you know you'll be able to pay that back within a 30-day period because you're working um, and you have a minimum and never should you max out a card, even using more than 50% of it. Um but you should be paying, being able to pay it and leave a little balance. Um, the credit conversation I'll have later because I do have experience in that. Um, but I definitely think it's important that if you are going to get a credit card that you know that you can pay the minimum balance when it's due and you're not getting it just so that you can buy whatever, but that you're being wise with the choices that you're making. I had to learn that the hard way, um, being so young and filling out credit and messing up my credit before I even knew what credit was. Just ridiculous. Um, the things we do before we're educated and grow and mature. Um, but I know now, and my goal is to make sure that I educate younger people on what and what not to do because they may not have parents that can do that or guardians that can do that or maybe their parents or guardians are just 10 times worse and they will max out a card or put stuff in their name so that's why you have to check your credit uh <laughs> it's important that each month you spend less um as far as credit is concerned and you know, just being mindful of spending habits. Like, are you, are you buying out of emotion? Um, 
it's so many things and that's that's a whole another topic but you know being mindful of how are you spending and what your spending habits are um making the most of your income taking time i mean we have youtube we have google like finding ways to save money even if it's a little bit i have this keep the change challenge that i do every year um which I, anytime, every time I come home at the end of my day, whatever change that I've accrued throughout the day, um, I take that change, those coins, and I put it in a cup. And every day, that's what I do. Um, if it does get to a moment where I, I'm in a financial situation and I need something extra, um, I may go to the change, but I would be, I would cash it in. Um, the most I've had I believe is a few hundred dollars but it works and, it, and although it's not a bank account but it's great because sometimes you don't realize you got pennies you got nickels you got them they add up after a while so I I do it's called, keep the change and you are welcome to start it even though it is June keep the change just go ahead and put that change aside I don't I don't touch it because I always have change that is one thing and it's like I'm thankful for I always have change um but doing that kind of helps me to have something at the end of the year and then I can use that and put it in a savings account so that's my a contribution to I guess later on you know retirement and and getting getting to have a better better money habits honestly um and it's all about looking at your finances and making something small a small cut as a bill sometimes i reevaluate and be like do i need this much internet um you know, what am I doing? And I'll talk to the representative, tell them how many devices I'm using and how much streaming I'm doing, how often I'm home and see if I can cut down on that. Um, I don't really watch TV because I have all these gadgets every and Netflix. Everything I watch is on, on <laughs> tablets. Crazy the generation we're in now. I do own a TV, but I don't even use it. Um, so just the the small steps really matter sticking to a budget i'm working on the budget of food okay i'm working on the budget of my stomach and food um but you know not eating out as much um, that's a big struggle for me and that's where food that's where i mean you can spend a lot of money on food eating out and and going to the grocery store but when you go into the grocery store you're kind of more conscious of what you're making and how long it'll last so that is a huge plus and i'm i'm trying that right now and i i hope that i can see a difference not only physically um but financially as well <laughs> um and just being honest you know sometimes it's okay to share what your goals are your financial goals with a friend family, colleague, coworker, um, because then they allow you to be accountable, accountable to what you said you want to do. Um, sometimes it's not just about saving up for vacation, but it's about saving up for yourself, you know, and, and having the ability to be able to know that you can go to get money for whatever, um, if the car breaks down suddenly, if the washing machine breaks down suddenly, you don't have to borrow, you know, 
debt from credit or from people, you can go ahead and access the, those emergency funds for yourself. And that is vital. The older you get, the more you realize emergency funds matter because anything can happen. It can be your pets. It can be your family. It can be just anything. It may be a GoFundMe. Sometimes I'll go on GoFundMe and I will see just it's such horrific things happen out here in this world. And I'll give to a stranger. It may not be a buku amount of money, but it's something that, um, that I see fit and I will, I'll, I'll give it to a stranger and, um, get to a place where, you know, I just want to give. So you never know what you need that for, but the struggle is real, is real. And it may not be real, the same real for everyone, but it's important that we understand that that struggle doesn't have to stay a struggle. And, and if it is a longer struggle than we like, it's really about how we approach going forward because I can drown in what I did in the past as far as finances and as far as like where I am today. But if, that's not going to change anything currently, then it's like, okay, what can I do? Let me start making a budget. Let me figure out, can I get lower car insurance? And, and sometimes it's just speaking up and speaking out and not being lackadaisical about it. Um, car insurance, you can change at any time. You're not bound in any contract. Um, electric bills. Sometimes if you depend upon the area that you live in, you can change your electric company, uh, just to see, if you can save on the wattage, um, you can change your light bulbs to have more energy efficient light bulbs, echo friendly, eco friendly. I apologize. <laughs> echo. That's funny. Um, you know, and get into a place where, uh, you can be organized. You know, sometimes uh, I dread certain phone calls cause it's like, Oh, this is a bill collector, yada, yada, yada. And you don't want to answer it. And then sometimes I'm in gangster mode where I answer it and I'm like, listen, I don't have it. Oh, when are you going to get it? Can you borrow? No, that's why I'm having to pay you debt because I know I can't borrow it. The point is to not borrow from you or from anyone. And you have to be honest. Listen, I'm going to be honest. I'll have it in two weeks or you know, and I don't know what you think, like I got all these phone calls happening, but I do every once in a while may have something from the past trying to come back and collect their debt and rightfully so. However, sometimes you just have to own up to it and say, yes, I know I owe you. I acknowledge that. And I can give you an realistic uh, time or I can't give you a realistic time and you might have to keep calling until I have it. But to ignore it is just, that's not going to help. So be honest, you know, it's like, okay, what else can I fix? Can I do a secure credit card to build my credit? Can I do a secure loan to help consolidate my bills? Um, and figuring out how to start to lower my interest rates in my credit cards. And I, I definitely want to have a whole credit conversation and, and finance conversation in the sense of thing, more things that we can do, um, you know, just as just 
as women and, and being organized in that sense. Now, some women are great with it and some will push the bills to the side. Men too. Um, this is not a, a men or woman conversation. This is a, a growth conversation where you say, I'm not 20 anymore. I can't just do what I want to do. I really have to own up to some of the bad decisions that I have made in the past and how to get out of it now and be realistic and say, you know, you can't talk to every everybody about it. So find that accountability person, you know. Shoot, you can always email me. You can write to me. I mean, we can have that. I will be an accountability partner when it comes to finances and how to help, you know, get to a place, give you ideas um, on how to consolidate your debt and so forth, uh, because I understand what it takes to do that. And I understand the steps of how to do that. Um, I've been dealing with that for many years. And so as I climb out of some things that I have made bad decisions for, I want to make sure that I bring you along with me. It's important. Even taxes, filing them, you know, sometimes it just scares people and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to deal with it and they put it off. But it's like, how long are you going to keep putting things off? Make better money habits and Put yourself in a situation where you can find yourself a way to um, contact a credit um, credit counseling agency. Don't listen to all these videos about because everybody is not for you, and and people who who charge you um, to do certain things is not legal. Now, as far as credit repair and so forth, that's sufficient. But first, try to do something yourself. DIY it. And then if you can't and you need a professional, contact someone and be willing to pay them what's necessary to be able to help you get into a financial freedom zone. And that, that's really what it is. So about that struggle. Well, it's my time. Um, I hope you have gotten something from this as always. And I pray you have a great week and that it is maybe you decide to, hey, I'm going to pull my credit or I'm going to call my creditors or I'm going to sit down and create a monthly budget. I'm going to do something that's going to get me further instead of being down about where I am financially or or not having anyone to express it. I'm going to find me an accountability partner. I'm going to reach out to Shakira. I'm not 20 anymore. Um, I'm not 20 anymore at gmail.com. And we're going to go from there just to get there. So if this is something that you want to share with a friend or a family, by all means, please do. I'm unashamed, unafraid to share what I go through and what I've gone through so that someone else can get through it later in life and they don't have to make the same decisions and mistakes that I did. Have a wonderful week. Peace. Well, that's all for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it, laughed a little, and most importantly, learned a lot so that you can apply it in your week. If you're not already, please follow me on I'm Not 20 Anymore on Instagram and on Facebook. And don't forget to share this great information with your friends and family. 
Until next time, stay blessed, keep growing, and live every day fulfilled because, girl, you are not 20 anymore.